Welcome. This is the Brattlecast, a podcast that's all about books and memories and history and uh, the folks who buy, sell, appraise, and collect books that are young, old, uh, rare, out of print, you name it. And the man who's behind it all on this podcast is the owner and operator of the Brattle Bookshop, famous in Boston, legendary in Boston on West Street, brattlebookshop.com. I'm Jordan Rich along with Ken Gloss. So there's something new in the city uh, as we record this, Ken. As you and I know, the Prudential Tower used to be the tallest building in Boston. Well, the Customs Tower in the old, old, old days. And now it's been replaced by the Hancock about 50 years ago. But they did away with the big restaurant top of the hub. They did away with the sky view uh, lookout. And now they're putting something new in there. You want to let us know well, what that is? Well, wh- what they're doing is they're actually putting another restaurant in there. Mm-hmm. They also have an outdoor viewing deck. It's Wind comes in, there's big glass. You can't jump off the side right. or, or, or fall off the side. And then a regular viewing deck. But what particularly interests me is uh, – I haven't seen this yet. I'm hoping they'll invite me. I'm hoping I'll get some free tickets for staff and friends and so on, mm-hmm. is they have a, a new immersive movie of what they consider I- iconic spots in Boston. And guess where they filmed one of them? Well, I would certainly <laughs> hope in right in front of your store and inside and outside uh, the Brattle Bookshop, right? Th- they didn't do quite inside, but they did the outside. That's all it counts. And... Uh, they had a young uh, family, especially uh, some young people, I mean, literally in their 7, 8, 10 years old, and they showed them in scenes around the city. And I know that they used the part about the Brattle Bookshop because they, I guess, recently had a news tour of the new facility, and in some of the photos, I saw pictures of my outside. So I know they used it. It didn't get cut. <laughs> Well, I'm biased, and I would always put you in the top five attractions, but it's nice to know that others are recognizing it too. Well, actually, that's one of the things. This this podcast, a little, I'll talk about just one of the fabulous things that's happened at the store. I mean, my father started, well, basically what it is now over 70 years ago and worked very hard building the build business. Uh, we moved, and he was very interested in press, public relations. And then we moved to West Street in the 60s. A building burnt down in the 80s. We're in the building next door to it now, which won't burn. Uh, And the outside, which we had, I'm not a developer, so I wanted books. We put the books outside just to to have people see Mm. books outside and to sell off a lot of, it's a sales section. And it wasn't totally intended. Now, we always had the idea that this is a great sign. I mean, you're walking down the street, you see outside books, whether it's winter, summer, spring, fall. It's a good sign to people come in. But what's happened is that it's sort of become one of these, quote, icons almost. People are Instagramming it constantly, taking pictures, sending it out. We look online every once in a while and things like Planet Obscura says one of the uh, architecturally unusual stores in the world. Uh, and now, actually, this morning when I was coming in, I had heard about this View Boston, which, again, I'm really hoping that uh, the people who own that all will ev- eventually invite me. Hint, 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 hint. Yeah, very big hint. And if you ha- <laughs> also, if you have a opening party, 
I'm here and willing. Double hint. Double hint. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we're just so honored to be considered in that, that they would actually want to put us in there. One of the things, though, today there was a film crew out in front of our store, and we went out and, well, they were nice enough. They came in and asked if they could film. But they, went, uh, they said that they're from uh, somewhere in the country, and they're doing a film on iconic places in the country. They were here. They were going to next fly out to Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And when they said when they came to the Boston Tour- Tourist Bureau, one of the places they said they should uh, come by and film is the Brattle Bookshop. Well, and, good for the Boston Tourist Bureau. They are smart to do that because a bookstore in is always a popular place in any city when people are touring and coming in. But your bookstore, I may I say the word our bookstore. Cause yes, of course. Because I consider myself part of the family. This, it's special. And you know what's really cool about where you are located? Freedom Trail is just steps away. The Freedom Trail starts at the end of the street on the Common. Yeah. That's where they have their uh, information booth. And literally, the red line starts there, goes up to the State House and around the city. And, you know, we're honored to be on it. Uh, it also, one of the things that I found, uh, I do the Antiques Roadshow on PBS. And it means I've traveled all over the United States. And one of the th- problems I have Many places in the United States, I mean, I know where I am. I know if I'm in Fargo or Boise or this year so far I've been in Baton Rouge and Raleigh. In many of the main streets or areas uh, in the cities, if you didn't know you were in Raleigh, Baton Rouge, every one of the stores is the same. They're they're what you see in every single city. Mm. And what I really look for in my wife uh, and Joyce— that we look for when we go to these cities is, okay, where's something that's unique to the city that really tells you about the people here, what the history of the area is, and that's getting harder and harder to find. And one of the big reasons for that is these large commercial companies, which are great, I mean, they need to have it, is they want all of the iconic spots because that's where people go. Right. Real estate goes up. The small little businesses uh, that sort of are fun, the smaller restaurants, they can't compete uh, real estate-wise. There's also something to be said, and and I want you to explain what you brought. I know you always bring a show and tell. But there's always something interesting in a young country that this is. Boston is an old city, right? And you, you mentioned certainly some of the southern cities are as old. But if you go to the Midwest or the West or California... You know, their histories are 50, 60, 70 years old. Ours is 300. And as a result, the the architecture and the buildings and the harbor area and everything about it speaks to tradition. Well, it speaks to tradition. And then talk about any tourist that comes to Boston and wants to drive around downtown. They'll realize that maybe the streets aren't laid out the same way they are in Los Angeles. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not by any stretch. Not even like New York. It's totally different. No, and, and a lot of the buildings... Uh, if you start up on uh, the State House and you walk down Beacon Street, well, first of all, if you know the history, you get down a short way and you would have been in Boston Harbor and the, the bay, in and, the water, yeah. which is why it was called the Back Bay. Wow. Also, it would have stunk because it was somewhat stagnant and a lot of the sewage went in there. And then as the 1800s went along, 
people needed more land, they started filling it in. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the architecture, it starts in the early 1800s. And as you go block by block by block, you get up to the mid-1800s, to the later 1800s. Well, you can see that in Boston. But then you see the architecture. Paul Revere's house is still there. Still there in the North End. And so there you into the 1700s. Faneuil Hall of the old... Uh, the old uh, state house, they're there. Um, I love the old South meeting house. The British, when they were occupying the city in the revolution, brought their horses in there and were uh, exercising them in that area. Uh, steps from the scene of the Boston Massacre and all that stuff is happening right there. It's right there. and But you can see it also yeah. continuing in buildings that went through the teens, the 20s. And and another thing that happened in Boston, and I brought in some old postcards uh, also, which are a lot of fun, is Boston was, after World War II, was a little bit stagnant. So a lot of the buildings that were from the 30s and 40s didn't get immediately torn down, and some of those are still there because there wasn't another boom until almost the 70s and 80s mm. and when Boston was redeveloped. But what I'm hoping someday somebody will look like at the Copley Plaza Hotel mm-hmm. or what Storrow Drive looked These like. These are postcards. Kind These of are postcards. Me. Well, we have loads of old Boston postcards. Matter right. of fact, I just bought a thousand of them. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I just bought a thousand. Uh, in and for people who live in Boston, it brings back memories. One of one of the fun things that I have here, this is a postcard of City Point in South Boston. Oh, sure. Now, one of the things about it, about two or three weeks ago, uh, we were looking for something to do on a Sunday. And uh, I live in Copley Square, which is a city. You can walk to the beach in, in Boston, yeah, yeah. get to City Point in an hour or so, a couple of hours. And then you can go to what isn't quite there yet, although the structure looks like it, is Sullivan's in uh, City Point, And you can get wonderful hot dogs and fried clams. And lobster rolls. And lobster It makes a great <laughs> outing on, yeah. a, on, a, on a wonderful yeah. day. You look at the uh, Copley Plaza Hotel, and many people who have stayed in Boston know the hotel. I mean, it's, it's considered one of the Grand Dame hotels. What a beautiful place artistic rendering that is and it looks a lot like it does in this picture still well and and here's something that you can see how it changes Uh, this is a picture of copley square wow and you see the sort of the area in front of it that would have been where the library was built that's right that's right the Uh, library and and oldest public library in the country i believe and then you see a postcard of uh, the Boston Common mm. down Tremont Street. And you see the ladies in long dresses, the men all wearing suits and ties. This looks circa uh, late 1800s, late 1800s, very early 1900s. And here's a postcard of the same area where the tea had just been built. Ah, yes. And so the 1890s, 1890s five or fir- six, something like that. First uh, subway in America. And that was a, sh- a short subway start. Uh, run. The first one was Boston, I'm sorry, Boylston Street to Park Street, I believe. And, and this is a scene that I am sure in the view Boston that you go to, I can't, uh, again, I haven't seen it yet. They're going to invite me, right? Uh, is that has to be, this scene has to be in that of an iconic Boston place. What, what Ken is showing me is a vintage postcard of the swan boats, which are legendary and famous 
in the Frog Pond in Boston Harbor, in Boston Harbor, at the Boston Common. And uh, it's a tradition that kids, little kids, my grandkids love whenever they come to town. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we sell used out-of-print and rare books. That's almost our, mm-hmm. our total. One, rare, one new book we definitely have and we stock is Make Way for Ducklings. Uh, and we sell – it's amazing how many copies of Make Way for Ducklings. Now, one of the things about that that in a way – I love about our stores. We're sort of the iconic. We're still down there, people, tourists. But there really aren't many bookstores in downtown. There's a nice new one on Charles Street that sells new books. Beacon Hill Books, I Beacon, think it's called. Uh, Beacon Hill Books. Yeah. Uh, there was a Barnes & Noble in the Prudential Center that went out of business, but Harvard Bookstore is supposed to move in. But if you're on Boston Common uh, or in the Public Garden where the Swan, Swan Boats uh, in area is – uh, other than Beacon Hill Books, which started a few years ago during the pandemic, there's no place to buy Make Way for Ducklings. And yeah. uh, so we provide that. But what what I consider, and I'm really honored, though, that tourists, the city, something like this new View Boston actually would even consider putting us in. And the fact that we can help and cooperate and uh, and and be a part of the city. And since I plan on living forever, it's we're going to just keep going on and on and on. Well, no problem. You, you and your <laughs> wonderful father, who's not with us today, but yep. here in spirit, really began something that will never end. Because these some of the stuff you brought in is from the 1400s, for crying out loud. And uh, we just looked at a series in the previous episode of Life magazines from several decades. And here are these postcards from the 1800s. It's living history. It comes alive. And and just before we close out this episode, talk a little bit more about the building and the storefront and why. Because I, I walk in that area because I live in that area too. It just stands out. There's no – you cannot miss it, right? I mean it is – you've got a little space for the uh, open air books, but it's it's got a lot of charm. Well, one of the things is when we first moved there, my father was moving out of the Scully Square area because of urban renewal mm-hmm. and uh, em- taking buildings, eminent domain. That's another whole story. Uh, he had no choice but to sell and sell very cheaply because the government forced it. But anyways, everything's turned out for the good. We moved to West Street because it was a down running down in the 60s. Uh, the person who owned the building got busted for drugs. The judge literally told him, get out of town or I'm going to send you to jail. <laughs> they needed to sell the building. People who smoked marijuana were also good customers of ours. And and they hooked him up. And But West Street was one of these streets that up until about World War II was a very fancy street in Boston. There were all sorts of white goods stores. Uh, there was Schraff's, which was a fancy a uh, place where the women, uh, Beacon Hill women, would come in for their cucumber sandwiches. Yes, and yes. Uh, Bailey's, which was a famous ice cream store, was on the street. Right. Uh, art, art store that we're in now was called Thompson Spa. They had marble, marble staircases, which is why we have a marble staircase. And so it was a very fancy. But then after World War II, when the mall started in the suburbs, it went downhill and there was property available, so we moved in. And then over the years, 
The city has come back a lot. People are moving back into the city. Uh, the pandemic's created some issues, which we'll see how that all works itself out. But because we had the space and because I didn't want to develop, because I only want to do things that I understand, we started putting lots of books outside. And it just grew and grew and people love it. And it also is what I call the pressure valve for the store. Just the other day, we bought 4,000 books at a house. Well, you've got to make room for them. And how do we make room? Okay, things have been sitting in. They go to our outside. And people love it. They walk by. They see that first before they see the sign. And people now, because there have been so many pictures, things like this view Boston picturing it. Right. People want to come and see what it looks like. So it keeps compounding on itself over and over and over. So by the time this podcast hits the World Wide Web and goes everywhere, you will have been uh, considered a major star of the Prudential Viewing Area. One one of them. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say we're going to outshine everybody. All right. But, but more importantly than that, you will have had your, I'm just saying this because I want it to be true, your fill of hors d'oeuvres, white wine, and special guest passes that, to the opening. Especially the special <laughs> guest passes. <laughs> uh, whoever's listening, if you haven't, now you know too. There you go. Brattlebookshop.com is the website. Keep listening to the Brattlecast. We've got some great episodes coming up. Ken, thank you as always. Well, thank you. This was, this was fun, and quite honestly, I'm honored that they included us, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it, no matter how I get there.